1: Welcome everybody to the show, Life's a Banquet, the show that's edible, spreadable, and Zara
2: Horrible.
1: Starring your hosts, me, Brendan Scott, and
2: me, Zara Tangora. A show about ostriches, wine and dough! <laughs> <laughs> I'm drunk!
1: <laughs> Always!
2: Life's <sighs> a Banquet, Life's a Banquet, Life's a Banquet, Banquet!
1: Welcome, everybody, here at the heart of Fort Greene, WWWXXPQ Studios. <sighs> On the strip. On the strip with your hosts, Brett and Scott and...
2: Scott Bayo. Scott Bayo. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, sorry, Tanker. Welcome sorry.
1: to episode seven of Life's a Banquet, the podcast. The what? show that is edible, spreadable, and...
2: Horrible. That's right, Zara. Horrible. We're going to talk really, really fast, kind of like those people who do the lottery, because we just already recorded this, and then everything oh, yes. got shut off in the middle, and we <laughs> have to record the entire thing again from the beginning. Yeah. So, <laughs> no need to put your 1.5, no. 1. No. 1.
1: No. 1. No. 1. 1.5 is the new speed of the thought, yes, everybody's looking <laughs> at information more, animals, <laughs> horrible, and horrible. starring your host, and Scott and Zara Tankor. Zara, how are you today? Oh, I am great. Actually, Great. you that's know, that's really funny. Thank you. asked <laughs> about that. The whole thing is that, well, hold on a second now. It's been a really nice day today. It's been very, very nice in spring. 60 degrees. If I don't remember, 74 degrees at a high. Mm. Cheers. You know
2: what? Maybe this is like groundhog day. Maybe we actually did the podcast wrong the first time and we we're just being punished. And now we're going to have to record it again and again until we get yeah. it perfect.
1: So uh, we
2: just recorded a
1: very beautiful episode. It was so. The- Funny. Battery ran out. We had
2: a guest star, John Travolta, came by for a couple minutes to talk to us. And uh-huh. then now he's gone. He's never going to come back. He well, the on. good
1: news is we have a shocking news flash.
2: That is true. Maybe that's why this happened. We went out to get more batteries and beer.
1: So we live in Fort Greene podcast. Bretton uh, lives in Fort yeah, Greene. Yeah, exactly. Well, I live in California. Well, what, <laughs> the business darling lives where <laughs> I live in your eels. And... Speaking of which, I was listening. to I was watching more Two Fat Ladies. Oh, love them! And I never love saw those fat-ass motherfuckers. But I, <laughs> I watched afternoon, afternoon tea. Okay. And they made a chocolate, uh chocolate fruit tart. They made this weird. How dare
2: they! I don't like chocolate and fruit. I know what we were, were just thinking? talking about
1: that. We're, we're going to tell you everything we just talked about. If
2: you had listened to the hidden episode, you'd know we hate chocolate and fruit with a fresh <laughs> with a fresh view. But listen, the
1: cool thing is Two Fat Ladies. They were at a cricket tournament. And these old (laughs) people were like, yeah, I should find you a kitchen. And it was at a a gorgeous manor in the English countryside. And they made this weird, and there was like young boys playing cricket with old men. (laughs) It was all so strange. And they set up this nice little buffet table. And I thought, you know what? As you know, when Life's a Banquet really takes off, thanks to you, dear listeners, Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to set up at some various, we wanted to have it like that tent thing, like the British you know the great British break off and we'll have a cute little tent except we're not going to compete we're going to make you fish taco dip
2: oh yeah
1: and shrimp cocktail
2: yeah and we'll just have that out and then what we want to do is eventually our dream I guess would be to ask people questions like hey what Mm -hmm. do you do with Sunchoke's and you're exactly. like sunchoke. I thought this was a uh, old potato. I thought this was a
1: cardoon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what what the
1: heck is a cardoon anyway?
2: <laughs> <laughs> cardoons are one of the great mysteries of the universe, aren't they? You know what? Every time, <laughs> goddamn cardoons. I get that's what cardoons, I, say. I have them at a restaurant. Fuck them.
1: I've made them, and I and every time I'm like, <laughs> I go, "What's a cardoon?" And then I Google it. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's I've, like a tuber. I've done this before."
2: I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna make a statement right now. Fuck cardoons okay? Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, Dave Gold, if you're listening, used to make some great, which I'm sure you're not, mm-hmm. <laughs> he used to make some great cardoon dishes at Romans. I don't think cardoons are worth the effort. They're just not. I realize that it like gets to be wintertime, yeah, but- and <laughs> you're like, oh, like another beet, another blood orange, but like, some things aren't worth it. It takes so long for this basically stick. It's a sticky stem and you you have to peel it, you soak it, you braise it, it, you fry it. Well, if you braise it it for for,
1: uh, 42 hours, it really (laughs) releases some of the fibers and they start to get really tender.
2: Some things aren't meant to be
1: eaten. That's what I say. And then it takes on the flavor of whatever you cook it with. So why not just skip the cooking and have the thing you're having the flavor with?
2: I say just have a parsnip. Have a parsnip instead. It's essentially the same thing. love a parsnip. Flavor-wise. It's the same texture. I don't know. Cardoons are for the birds literally but then <laughs> they're bird food but
1: then when you're calling your friends and you're FaceTiming be like oh last night we had a really cool side dish of cardoons yeah so and they're have, like what's a cardoon you're so Brooklyn and you're gonna and you're gonna ask us at that the that little tent Life's a Banquet tent exactly so we're gonna set up at the farmer's market and we're gonna say those are tomatillos ma'am <laughs> You're gonna and then nobody. Yeah, that's the oh. true. That was a true story that I had.
2: That's oh right. Someone thought they were getting a what they think it was like an
1: eggplant or something like a
2: oh one of those little green Johns.
1: Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. the Okay, so there was a sign at the Union Square Farmers Market, and this guy, that guy, Excuse me. like that guy with his yeah. mom and dad, that right. know it all mom guy. and dad
2: visiting. He's like, or like, I'm gonna take you
1: to the farmers. Or he market. lived on twenty. He lived in on twenty ninth Street. Mm-hmm. He was in Murray Hill, and his mom and dad were coming all the way down to Union Square right. from the Upper East from Yorkville. What a loser! <laughs> I'm just kidding. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. His mom's like, "What's that, honey?" And he's like, "Oh, those are uh, those are cartoons. and he like or something like eggplants, and it was a tomatillo. Right. And he just said it so confidently, and I thought, oh, of course. That's
2: how this podcast actually started when this happened to you. Oh my God, the,
1: that was the Eureka moment. I
2: know because I remember we were at Brooklyn Social. And you were like, I can't believe this fucking guy thought an eggplant was was so a eggplant was a fairy tale eggplant or whatever. I was whatever. mad the whole week. yeah. He's like he thought it. He just said it with such confidence. And then we were talking about how we would start a podcast where we went to the farmers market and harassed people about what they were going to do with their vegetables. Then we came to and realized that that is well, dangerous, yeah, dangerous. But we're gonna
1: have <laughs> we are gonna set. Well, first of all, but we permitting we will do it. Kind of permitting. You know, guerrilla efforts. It's all very, you know, and it can be very crowded at the market. Right. But it is. I do go to the market as yeah. I do every Wednesday, Saturday, whenever I can find one. Sundays in Col- yeah. and Carol Gardens, and I always get in conversation with somebody. And you know, we're looking, and I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh, what do you do with those? And that's why. I love Farmer's Market.
2: Yeah, I love the Farmer's Market tip. So the reason that we are re-recording this podcast is because <gasps> our thing died and we run up to the store Mr. around Mango. the corner. Mr. Mango. The Five gr- limes for a dollar. The greatest place ever. Cheaper than Costco. It's really, it's cheaper than, than water. Cheaper than water and open 24 hours a day. Yeah. Mr. Mango is a great place. Yeah. It's a, what do you call it? Like a somewhere between a bo- bodega and a grocery store. You know what? Yeah. A uh,
1: uh, gross bodega.
2: It's not a gross bodega.
1: A gross stega. Yeah, that's fine. Exactly what you want to call it. So
2: we're on our way. Bretton, you want to pick up the story from here? This is your homie that we ran into.
1: So (laughs) picture it. Fort Greene Place, (laughs) sunny afternoon, the sun setting down through the (laughs) right, right down Fulton. And I ran into my friend Oscar. He was an old waiter that used to work at this restaurant that was in Fort Greene called Stone Home. And we used to call it Stone Hard. Oh, really? Like why? We, th- we were like, oh, that's a gay. Stone- oh. No, we were like, on Tuesday night, it's a gay bar called Stone Hard. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then I also called okay. it Stoned Home because oh. I would just sit in the bank and smoke pot. I never went there. I went there a lot. It was my closest neighborhood wine yeah. bar. You order one, you get four. Yeah. And that's why they're not open anymore. Yeah. So listen. Uh, I'm listening. I see <laughs> I see Oscar. Sorry, the Wisconsin company. There out. he is. So I'm down there. I'm talking <laughs> to Oscar. And I say, hey. I says, hi, Oscar. How's it going? <laughs> and I you know, I says, oh, this is my friend. Or Zara says, hi, I'm Zara. And I said, oh, my gosh. I forgot to introduce you guys. Anyway. And we kissed on our lips. Uh, and I tell him about the podcast, about the show, Life's a Banquet, uh, mid-recording, going to get batteries. He said, have you heard about Nigella Lawson? And I said, no. And Zara, what did you say?
2: Well, this is okay, just. Okay. We have
1: not Googled this it. This is
2: unconfirmed. Hold on.
1: While you're doing... Go ahead, because I'm going to... This is unconfirmed.
2: But you know what I love about Nigella? I'm going to say this first. Yeah, I love first, about so let's Nigella that she's things. like... First of all, I love her. She could do no wrong. Nigella, we adore there's a, there's everything There's nothing about she you. could do except for if she was like maybe a Trump... Came out as a Trump supporter, which obviously won't happen. That would be the only thing I she could She would never do that. That could turn me off about her. She's sexy. She's amazing. She has, like, a bad girl vibe to her, which is, like, actually legit. She was, like, married to Sachi and Carlos Saatchi, and then he, like, unfortunately, like, really abused her. But I still think it's so interesting that she, like, she's just such, like, a dynamic, like, sexy.
1: Okay, hold on a second. Kind of a hot mess, but just no, hold on mostly hot. Yeah. I forgot. My friend Oscar, and Oscar, if you're listening to the podcast, he gave me this information, and it is outdated. It's... Four or five years old. Really? Yeah, it says she did cocaine, and she admitted it in 2013. Oh. I'm well, scared. apparently, we've already forgotten and forgiven her. Nigella.
2: Nigella, you're fine, girl.
1: She said she took cocaine for years. Oh, okay, so you lived in a city in your 20s.
2: Oh, well, he made it seem like it was breaking news.
1: Yeah. Hold on. She went through the 80s and 90s in her youth and did cocaine.
2: I mean, girl, who hasn't? But you know what I was saying to Breton? <laughs> I was like, that's probably why she was always nibbling at nighttime because she was just like getting high all day, not wanting to eat, obviously. And then it would become, you know, the middle of the night. And she's like, oh, I'm hungry.
1: Yeah. And listen to this, everybody. Cocaine is a bad rap. Oh, and I'm not supporting it by any means. Yeah. But some people use it as, there are people, type A people use it as a tool to get ahead. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not necessarily a party drug. It's like, oh my gosh, I can keep editing well, my book. Well, I mean, it's just Adderall, right? It's Adderall. I mean, well, now I they give it the to children. I will never admit to my drug use. But one time, I somebody offered me a bump and it was really late and I'd managed a shift and I didn't want to do drugs, but I thought, God, I'm so tired and I hit my bike. Yeah. And I had to bike over the bridge at like three in the morning. So I did a little bump and I used it as a tool and I left and I thought, oh, you know what? That was really nice. And I zoomed over the bridge. <laughs> safely and soundly <laughs> all senses acute and aware and i came home and i went to bed and i had a cute little glass of wine i zoomed over the bridge i woke up the next day at 7 a.m had a great yoga practice and yeah you know what here i am
2: yeah you and nigella <laughs> both. here i
1: am practically broken bankrupt see
2: <laughs> exactly cocaine <laughs> is a hell of a drug <laughs> so listen what's been going on with you dude we haven't i mean We see each other and talk on the phone like every single day, multiple times a a day, but we haven't podcasted. Running a media mogul company has turned out to be a lot of work. It really is. I mean, I find myself in meetings with like leaders of industry. Yeah, like like, when I was off last week
1: in Florida at the beach for five days and Mm -hmm. didn't answer anybody's phone calls. Mm -hmm. Remember that? I was exhausted.
2: I absolutely do remember it.
1: Uh, yeah, no. Alan uh, Mosk wouldn't stop calling me I and saying, was, Where's Breton Well, I thought about this. So, mm-hmm. right, this is a podcast about food. We talk about everything food and beverage related. And I, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I had a really good week. <clears throat> I interviewed an author, and we'll, that'll be on a different podcast. Fun. I'm very excited to release that. She wrote, uh, her name's Kathleen Collins. So cool. And she's very fabulous. And I'll tell you all about that. And I have some of it recorded. And we recorded outside in the sunshine. So it's a little shoddy, but you'll get the. She was a very wonderful person. And I was in Florida with the family. Right, and whenever I go to the family, and perhaps listener, you're like one of us where you love food and you love cooking, and you're, you know, and we hope that that's a thing, and entertaining. And when I go home, it's like Breton's here, like the in-house chef is. My dad's right. like, wow, it's like having a private chef, and I was like, well, oh. number one, it keeps me occupied. Love that's the that's fam- very
2: sweet though that your dad says that. Love
1: that. the fa- right, I love the family. Yeah, I really. In my years, I've been a, I've been a nasty bitch in the past. No. Well, you know, everybody I mean, is when they're a family. I try. Course. I was just kidding. I mean, obviously, all, the, all, I bet my dad hates me when I'm there. We actually did. We had a conversation once, and then we got mad at each other. But I think we're friends again. And I decided this time, I was like, I'm going to please everybody. And I was doing. We were both doing this 21 days of no complaining. I mm-hmm. had to start over again today. <laughs> but it's okay, I, I guess that's the idea. But I was did really well. My sister came up to me. And she said, "Breton, you're doing a really, really good job with this no complaining thing." She said, "You're just kind of letting everything slide off your back." Yeah, like, it uh, feels good. Yeah, like a Peking duck. <laughs> uh, that's. <laughs> she did say she did not say that. <laughs> and I cooked, and I really wanted to make sure. Since I was in their house, I thought, you know what, I'm going to make sure I'm really, really clean. I'm going to make sure while I'm cooking, I'm going to just do the best job. And I was, right. and I did, and that made them happy. And it's I thought, important you know to what? do. I'm in somebody else's house, even though it's my parents, and I love them. Uh, and I love cooking, and I love entertaining. It's actually great, because I'm like, oh, my God, a giant kitchen. Yeah, it's fun. You know, instead of my uh, three-foot by two-foot countertop, which I <laughs> produce all kinds of things here in. You
2: do a good Fort- job with the space you got. I know, but I get really stressed out.
1: Like, yeah. You know, that's why when you're – everybody knows, including my boyfriend, when I'm in my kitchen, it's a spiritual practice for me. You're like, for stay the hell away from me. I want to. Yeah. Like, remember when you ha- okay, Zara and I both own restaurants. If you're just coming in, yeah, we both are ex restaurant owners and c- chefs and cooks and whatever you want to call us. Uh, we love food and we know how to make it. Love it. Boom, call it. Eat me- it. We don't need labels. Look at it. And you Touch know, it. like when you're in the kitchen, you would get irritated. And I would get irritated. Never. And I don't want that to. that never happened. I don't want to.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course. You don't want to. i threaten to. people's like- lives and their families' lives.
1: <sighs> <sighs> well, I did a really good job and made some delicious meals. Caesar salad. What'd you salad. make? I made okay. Caesar salad. I made pan pizza. Yum. With that la- the lazy pizza dough as, you know, Deb Perlman. What's so Sp- lazy about it's it? It's like the Jim Leahy pizza. You-, you put some bread flour. You get about uh, two and a half, three cups of bread flour. Okay. Pour a cup, cup and a half of water, whatever. I just and yawned. I, I know, you did yawn. <laughs> I'm boring. Half a teaspoon <laughs> of no, yeast. No, it's the dough. Half a teaspoon of yeast. You just stir it. Wow, that's amazing. You start and you let it sit for like 24 hours. That's great. And then it's the most delicate pizza dough.
2: Wow. I got to try it. I've never made any like dough or bread in my life. Can you Do you know that? At Brucie, I never even learned how to make bread. All I know. I remember bread. you
1: were like, I don't, you're just like, it, Zara, okay. Zara does not make two things. Bread. Coffee. Or coffee.
2: Never. I never made coffee before, ever.
1: Yeah. And she doesn't care. She'll be like, great. I'm a chef. And guess what? Here's two things I don't do, bitch. Yeah, I'm not making bread. I ain't bread. making no coffee. I
2: guess I could learn to make bread. There's no reason I shouldn't learn you to make bread, but coffee ma- no. You Definitely did make not. bread
1: last summer in this apartment and you did Jenny, it with Jenny did it. Yeah, but you did it with her. No. Not really. Well, you helped.
2: I really like I don't know what it is.
1: If I okay, right now if I gave you the measurements cuz you your old cook gave them to I me. I know
2: how to make bread.
1: You would be able to yeah. do it and it would be fine. It would be good. Yes, it would and be And then fun. you would practice for two I just don't weeks. have it in my
2: brain. Like, the thing is, most of the things I cook, like, don't require any, like, method to them. Mm. Like, beyond what, you know what I mean? Like, bread's like, oh, you have to kind of absorb the whole method methodology of it.
1: True. Pa- baking pastry and all that, it's, it requires scales and
2: it's I, like, more science. It's true. But even with pastry, I don't, I kind of cook most of the pastry that I make. You do
1: a good job. I follow a recipe.
2: Thank you. I follow a recipe, but I'm definitely not technical. I'm definitely more of like, oh, I'll just like, kind of like eyeball this. I know what a cake batter is supposed to look like. It's supposed to be this thick, so I, I, I'll i eyeball it. Well, yeah. I'll make an olive
1: oil my cake. Mom, speaking of that, my mom always comes up to me. just like, and You know, there are two types of cookies. And let me tell you, Zara, you didn't just get – you got there by practicing. Right. That's true. You probably used to follow recipes, and you watch yeah. people, and you taste it. You did it over and over and over and over again, and then you thought, oh – this is, I kind of get it now. Yeah. And so it seems effortless.
2: Right. But don't you think you can make a cake, like a basic, like olive oil cake or yellow cake or whatever? from just, yeah. By well, eyeballing it.
1: Right now, if you're like, oh, Bretton make, I always have this test. I'm like, oh, you know, if I were in Top Chef. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my God, like if I had to make pancakes, I was like, well, I'd probably some eggs and some flour. Yeah, and Probably some milk. That's it. Put some like oil some or butter. You could, you yeah. know what? Oh, I don't know. Is it oil or butter? Who cares? It's fat. Just yeah. Put it in. Just you you don't even have to put it in. And then You don't, you don't even know, have to make pancakes pancake or be on powder. Top Chef. Yeah. You know what? You don't even have to be listening to this right now. You know what? Maybe you just want to eat the pancakes. Exactly. Maybe you're gluten-free. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're pancake-free. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> paleo. <laughs> Maybe you're paleo-pancake. Pancake-free diet. You can eat anything but pancakes. Paleo-pancakes are a keto-paleo-hanky-pancake.
1: <laughs> Hanky-pancake. Pan- pan- oh,
2: my God. That would be the best name
1: yeah, if, uh, listeners, if you're listening, I've already uh, trademarked it, shop. so you have to buy that.
2: Hanky Pancakes. Hanky
1: pancake. Somebody's opening it right oh, now. So big... mia, that's Hey, funny. listen, give me credit, okay? Give that's credit. amazing.
2: Credit, you got it, girl. Yeah. You got it. So you went to Florida. Made a you bunch had, of food. You had some tension. You made some good food. You slaved away a little bit over the stove, but you had a good time. You built mm-hmm. some sandcastles. You know what? My,
1: my big thing was, my big accomplishment was getting everybody to eat an entire snapper
2: that's amazing how and
1: i don't know like i roast i or roast i roast at a girl were fish. they
2: like adverse to eating this whole snapper off the bone
1: I, nobody complained about it okay my brother was a tiny bit squeamish at first he lives in colorado and just doesn't have a lot of fish yeah and not been a big part of his life and he was a good sport about it that's
2: great and it's everybody fun. did it
1: and i taught you know what i taught her i was like okay lift up the tail Nice. the backbone has that and i did it I was like, oh my gosh, I'm being nice to my family. Yeah,
2: because you weren't complaining. I'm uh, telling you, there's something to that no complaining challenge. You Thank your you. beer already. I'm an animal.
1: All right, so Zara, okay. tell me about what the heck is going on with you.
2: Well, listen, a lot is going on with me, and if you're noticing that I sound cheery and I'm kind of funny, yeah, and I don't, sound, I don't sound like a, a miniature donkey uh, hee-hawing into the microphone, my life is taking a turn. Mm-hmm. My life is taking an upswing a little wink, bit. Wink. I've been having a rough time in the past couple months. Mm-hmm. Lost a parent, yep, lost a boyfriend to a breakup, not death, thank God. Um Marone. Just having like a a tough time. Uh, TT. down in the old dumpster roonies. But um on my way back from um being down at Asheville, my mom uh-huh. and I were driving back. I found out I had gotten a new apartment that I applied for. Zara Tangora (laughs) come (laughs) on down you are gonna rent an apartment in Carroll Gardens Um,
1: hello hey I got a oh I got a kid looking at me hey kid (sighs)
2: sorry Um, we live next to a high school so that happened that was really exciting. And then maybe like an hour later, uh, I kind of flat tire in some oh crazy gosh. place in New Jersey on like the dirtiest stretch of road I've ever seen. It was like covered in filth. And I guess I like popped a tire. I went across three lanes of traffic, of unscathed, flew off the side of the road, and I was like, whoa, life is getting crazy. Then some other crazy stuff happened. Um, I'm kind of getting my groove back and getting out there in the world. I'm a single lady. So got groove back. <laughs> I'm having some highs, some lows, some mm-hmm. super shameful situations. Best thing to do with a shameful story is to share it. And then like it gets right off of you. It's kind of like washing and your hands.
1: guess what? After all that, you still managed to throw a dinner party in your brand That's new apartment.
2: That's true. And so we had a dinner party in my house Not to, week. sorry, not
1: to. I no, just please, was I'm like, done. You're was, like,
2: end the That's a wrap. No. no, Yeah. And (laughs) And so get back to that. Enough from you. So you were mentioning uh, something about a dinner party.
1: Yeah, totally. You had a really nice dinner party. I did.
2: So, you know, I still was hardly unpacked. I mean, I'm, but I, I, Pretty much figured out the kitchen. Mm-hmm. The guest notice. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I worked out the kitchen. She told her, she's like, I just moved in. It's messy. I, Come over. We're like, yay. I worked at the kitchen for that's the most part. That's
1: what you do when somebody moves over. It's you're so excited to see their space. Exactly.
2: That, like, you overlook the fact that it's like covered in boxes, and it kind of like makes
1: you get like one of your rooms together. You're yeah. Like, oh, okay.
2: Hurry up. Everybody's coming so over. So the kitchen is done, and the bedrooms done. And the, I moved into a place that has like a kitchen that's so giant that it's based. It's an eat-in kitchen.
1: It's it's a it's like a. Cooks, cook, eating kitchen. Yeah, it's nice. And it's nice. I will not big. lie.
2: It's nice. I feel very grateful. Um, it was a deal. I got a good bargain on this steel. apartment, and it has Brooklyn, a beautiful kitchen. Good
1: old fashioned Brooklyn steel. When are you gonna find yeah. that? I,
2: I I waited a very long time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um. Good. So I made fettuccine Alfredo, mm-hmm. and we had a freezer freezer lasagna, which I had taken a bite out of before I put it in the freezer like five months ago. But I'm like, let's just eat this thing, which was like, man, it was kind of mushy and like a little freezer burn, but it was fine. It didn't um, taste
1: freezer burn. Uh, me and Preston reviewed the food after. And oh, of we really course. Loved. I'll, uh, readers, you can check my other podcast <laughs> called uh, bitchingaboutyourfriends.com. No, just We were like, oh, yeah. And, you know, I said, what do you think of lasagna? It was like from the freezer. And he goes, yeah, it tastes it. He's like, I wish it had more flavor. And I said, well, yeah, it was in the freezer.
2: Yeah, it was just like kind of like dull. It was in the freezer for a long time. I know. And I'm like, yeah. what are you going to do? It, it certainly in- was not like a lasagna that I would make. Well, oh. <laughs> normally. That was like an add-on anyway. That wasn't like the focus of the meal. Yeah, it was like a little extra. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, I have this fucking thing, whatever. Um, fettuccine Alfredo. Oh, creamy, you know what, you know what I thought the
1: highlight was? was what? was the pizza shop salad. Thank you. Okay, so pizza shop salad listeners. First of all, Zara, you worked in pizza shops. Oh, Yeah. Zara worked well, in pizza shops. I worked
2: in like five different pizza shops. I was growing five, up.
1: She just kept. She's like, fuck you! Know, I'm getting next one." Next. I mean, that's
2: what you do when you're like growing up in Long Island. North
1: Shore Long Island pizza shops in the yeah. 1990s. Like, can Absolutely. you get this? Is authentic, folks.
2: Picture this. Picture this.
1: Zara Tengora, <laughs> Long Island pizza shops. No cell phones.
2: <gasps> and no, and I was a delivery girl, and I worked behind the counter, and I made pizza. So she knows. I all did about it all. These pizza shops out. Pizza you shop had salad. Sliced carrots in it. That's the thing. You put stuff in it that you think is actually kind of like stupid to have in a normal like, sa- salad. Like stuff in a salad. Yeah, like a like, carrot. Yeah, you're like, I don't know, carrot and, and a salad. And always
1: a, end up liking carrots in a salad.
2: Yeah, it's actually, like if used right. So I put carrots, delicious banana peppers.
1: Banana peppers were good. Those and were your good. And secret ingredient. Oh,
2: lard bread croutons.
1: So in case listeners and those of you who don't live in Brooklyn or New York or don't know about it, you should uh, <laughs> immediately. Hey, run, don't Actually, walk. keep the podcast on. <laughs> Get on a subway. Get on a city bike. Get <laughs> on, on a or, plane. Yeah, yeah. Get on a plane. Boat. and Whatever. Go to either Mazzola's or Caputo's. Caputo's. I
2: okay. personally like Caputo's a little bit better. Although Mazzola's is delicious, it's more like peppery. They have more yeah. I vote both. I really can't say one's better.
1: I love them. They're both in Carroll Gardens in Brooklyn. They're both good. And they're lard bread. And basically, first of all, let's just talk lard about bread. Lard bread. They're like it's Hi, delicious. We're have um uh, two sunny side <laughs>
2: eggs on a lard, lard bread on. with some-
1: delicious.
2: It's so, it's go- so it's good. Like pep-
1: it's like pepper, it's like salami bread.
2: It's like basically like if you made like a carbonara into a bread. hmm Right? Oh, my
1: gosh. It is a thing. Oh, it's so good. I bought good. a loaf back a couple months ago, and I wrapped it in tin foil, mm-hmm. put it in the magical freezer. Yeah. And I took it out. I don't remember what we were making. Oh, is when I made, I had some extra sauce and meatballs, and I Ugh. toasted it up.
2: Delicious. And it's
1: like, you don't have to do anything to it. You don't do
2: anything. Or you can do a lot of things. Or
1: put it in croutons.
2: You can make it in croutons. So that was the thing that I put in the pizza shop salad instead of regular salami. I was telling Breton like an hour ago when we originally recorded this podcast, but I'm going to repeat it because it was cool. It was yeah, something that I God, made like into, a, I made clam chowder one time. And I did all the things you'd normally do with clam chowder. Mm-hmm. Then once everything was in it, we didn't make a roux. We just made like the clam broth. And we took the clam broth and we pureed. We took all the chunks out. So you didn't want to puree that stuff. Okay. We, we pureed um, lard bread into the clam broth with some cream. Oh, that's right. You, it was like you meant. So we thickened sorry, it with lard reason. bread. and I started laughing yeah. at your story <laughs> it's because.
1: Something's on my I said, face. Zara's always, I was like, God, Zara's always got it like a little twist when she cooks. Yeah. And then it made me think. My favorite. Okay, first of all, pre shout out. But at yesterday's news. We say it every time. Yesterday's news that antique shop. Oh yeah. In, and our favorite. Great. One of our favorite workers there, and he always Craig. He Craig. He loved bercy where the restaurant Zara used to own, and at, when I used to manage there, and he would come in, and he was so he's so he's great. The Craig, the sweetest him, person. He's the best. Alive. And he came in, and he's always like, Zara. He is, like, He's like super thick. You know, he grew up in like in Carol Gardens. Yeah. He's like, Zara's always got a, like a little twist on her food. Like she's like, it's like a traditional Italian, but like she's got Zara's got a little
2: twist. Yeah.
1: And, he, it's and Emma really was cute, like, it's true.
2: It? It's true. Yeah, it is. Well, you find different ways to use things and be resourceful, which is going to tie into our story. So, oh, speaking of twist. you yes. How uh, about your sardine? Oh, yeah. At your party, you had sardine. I mean, sardine guacamole.
1: It was delicious. I told Preston and I had it, and we were dipping those really nice sesame blues, or whatever. Sesame Sesame blue. Yeah, sesame blue tortilla chips. Those are the best. And it tasted like a fish taco dip. This is the only way I could describe it. That's an interesting way of putting it. And had we had a nice Baja sauce to drizzle over. I
2: think that's a great idea. Actually, that would make like a great, either just like an addition, if you made like a, you know, Chipotle kind of ale or whatever for Mm -hmm. next time. Or you could put it on a sandwich or like a toast or something like that. Yeah. It was it good. It was
1: very good. A Great dinner party. I made cannoli. Oh, yeah. I brought it over. I made, it was, the ricotta was from, Topalo, or from not Topalo's. Caputo's. From Caputo's. But
2: Caputo's, the different Caputo's, the pasta shop, which not is different Caputo's than the bakery. No,
1: Caputo's bread when you fly over here to, uh, mm-hmm. right now uh, as you're uh, Both stepping. Both in
2: Carroll Gardens, but different places. As
1: you're stepping onto your own private jet, darling, <laughs> we'll pick you up at the airport. <laughs> Car service would be like, whatever your last name, <laughs> <laughs> insert last name, <laughs> and we'll pick you up at the airport. There'll be an Uber waiting for you. But no, Caputo's. And I got that. I made the cannoli cream, you know, shaved chocolate, mm-hmm. some orange zest, all the, you know, pistachio. I've added some pecans. You put pecan, which I thought was delicious. Pecan, I just had some. I didn't think I had enough pistachios. Turns out I did. Pistachio.
2: Pistachio.
1: And I just wasn't happy with my shells. And I, Ew. they weren't terrible. No, they weren't. I, you know what? Those all. are the kind of shells that would have benefited from it letting it sit.
2: They would have benefited from letting it sit, and I like I said moments ago, from dipping it in chocolate.
1: Dipping it, yes, Zara told me, and this is a good thing. And guess what? I hadn't made cannoli shells actually ever. Yeah. I, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh yeah, I'll buy them. And oh, I've made cannoli before and it turns yeah. out I didn't. I didn't have Marsala wine. I used some sherry, fine. which is fine, whatever. They said you can substitute it. You know, I looked up tons of recipes and watched YouTube yeah. videos and I was like, okay, I've done the research. Yeah. I asked my friend Erica, who's a pastry chef. You know, we talked about it. I had the cannoli mm-hmm. molds, my deep fryer breaks. Ugh, you gotta be kidding me. And I'm cooking what with What are the odds, huh? I'm cooking with Preston, my DP, my domestic partner slash boyfriend, and he's very methodical. And we were, you know, he's very he follows the rules, which mm-hmm. is really good because sometimes I rush these yeah. things. And I said, you know what? He's really going to take his time. And I, we did it right. Use the egg white. I calmed myself down during the cooking process. Yeah. And they fried up good, but the deep fryer broke. And Brutal. Like, and it's, I called you. I was like, oh, God, oh, God, my life. I went into a panic. I could tell because your text
2: became... Sporadic I was and angry. kind of
1: curt. Oh, I was so mad. I got mad at Preston. I was like, la, 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 la. I was like,
2: did Preston end up making chicken parm? Like, no, I no, was like,
1: don't. Okay, don't text me like, during a crisis. Sorry, but you can't really say that in a text. <laughs> and there's no. You emoji. can.
2: You should just say, "Don't text me in a crisis." Like there Rihanna. needs to be
1: Apple if you're living. If you're living, because you are Apple
2: <laughs> Siri. Hey
1: Siri. Yes, Breton. I'd like an <laughs> emoji for crisis. And <laughs> in, in, in that emoji, I it's think, just going to be a picture of me. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like like, uh, like knife and
2: like <laughs> bleeding,
1: <laughs> bleeding. There'll be like a syringe, a martini a glass cat that's
2: attacking falling. your head,
1: <laughs> cat attacking the head, and a syringe. <laughs> yeah, and a chipped martini glass. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, oh, so bad lighting. That happened. Yeah, that all happened, and but you fixed it. and they, I, they were good. I suddenly. I it had a, a moment of clarity. Mm-hmm. And you had I, a come to I had to come to hazelnut. I had to come to come to hazelnut. Mo- I come to cannoli moment, <laughs> and I was like, just put the oil into a pan on the stove and turn the stove on. I was like, oh, other heat source. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, god, the temperature. The temperature. How am I gonna get the temperature? I was like, use electronic infrared. You know, I was like, oh, I have to have. It. Oh, oh, Amazon.com. I need a uh, uh, infrared. Thermometer, immediately. Yeah. Anyway, it well, all worked out. Yeah, I thought
2: they were good. But, but they little thick. Yeah. well, sometimes it's a little thick.
1: I got that cannoli cream in the fridge still.
2: The cannoli cream is delicious. You know what? Cannoli. What? Cannoli cake. You were mentioning something about cannoli muffin the other day. I say it's all good. And you know what? That brings me to my next point. What? That you got to be resourceful.
1: Your next toast point. So
2: listen, you already know what the topic is, but the, the kids out there don't. So I will tell them that Brent and I... Um, yeah, I
1: know I listen, I know the story. Like the we, back, not only did we already like do the this, back of my inner thigh. Not
2: only did we already do this entire podcast an hour ago, but I've also told the story like forty times Wait, to him.
1: Did we already tell the cartoon story?
2: Yeah, the, we did. We just know. We just talked about cartoons.
1: See, folks, that's what happens when you drink and yeah. smoke weed. You forget things. Exactly. You start we, pet, you start petting kitties and you forget things.
2: We laid down a hard line on cartoons. We're anti, at least I am. You can see I've already stay forgot. Stay with me, or you're gonna be <laughs> against me. <laughs> this is the conundrum of the cartoon. I already forgot again. <laughs> and I'm gonna buy one tomorrow. If you're against me, hey, then I'm a, telling you. Hey, what's a cartoon again? And what do I have to do? Braise it for hours. <laughs> you know I'm gonna text <laughs> you like next week, be like. <laughs> what is it again? Braise it. I'm not helping you with that shit. No, I'm off cartoons permanently.
1: Out of my schmick. No
2: way. So. Brennan and I have been been working on this podcast for a long time. Months. Months. And before we ever recorded one, we practiced one episode over and over and over again until we got so sick of it. We... Beat it. We were like, we can't do this. This is going to be our first episode, and then we're like, ugh, We no. beat it to, like, beet pulp.
1: Yeah, it was really mushed.
2: It was mushed up there, like, uh, whatever. Something. Yeah, like,
1: you ever mash
2: a beat? Ugh. Yeah, it was like, okay, fine. Ugh. It was beet pulp. <laughs> okay. It was beet pulp, it was, okay? It was practically borscht. Yeah, it was basically a, you know, whatever, some kind of smushy beat vibes. I still think it's an interesting story, though, and since I had a dinner party this week, mm-hmm. and since we were kind of, you know, Life's Banquet is about highs and lows, being resourceful, being fabulous and decadent, even when you're broke, like just kind of living life. Mm. YOLO. YOLT. YOLT is you only live twice. That's Oh, that's mantra. right.
1: Or YOLN, as my cats call it, and they you only live nine times. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> as, look at is star, that, like, isn't that right?
2: Sparkles and Whitman? They're both like licking gently. Whitman's licking like, lit- I already heard this an hour ago. It's fucking boring. Sorry, my
1: posture's perfect <laughs> and, and my
2: tail's being fluffed. What was it? <laughs> so, anyway this story is about the Franco Prussian war mm-hmm. and FPW. the FP dubs. So the Franco Prussian war. Oh, by the way, I got most of my information for this, um, from vice.com ever heard of it. Um, um yeah, the Franco Prussian war, uh, and it was basically when Germany was like starting to take over, uh, all of Europe and Prussian in case anyone didn't know Prussia was basically Germany. um, <laughs> For all all practical purposes. Exactly. For all intents and purposes. Is it intents and purposes? Intensive purposes. Intents and purposes.
1: I don't know. It's intents and purposes. For all (laughs) breakfast. There's got to be a saying for this.
2: (laughs) For breakfast. Is that what you were saying? I don't know. I was like, for all practical. Okay. I thought you were saying for breakfast. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. So France um, had been, sorry, been occupied. And in Paris... The Prussians had basically like closed off the city. Um, I, yeah. So no one could get in or out. City was closed I off.
1: Had, I, go ahead, because I have a thought about this. What? What is that? No, go ahead. Cause
2: I was just saying they basically made it so no one could get in or out, so they couldn't get any food in or out. So, so they were starting to start, they're basically smoking, smoking them out.
1: Smoking them out. So Zara tells me this, and I know the story, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking in my head.
2: I says to myself,
1: I says, I says to myself. Okay, guy, there's a bunch of people starved out in a city, like what's the deal? And I think I like how I have like sign what's the deal, guy? Yeah. There and concept, I thought, I Oh my gosh, you're right. If let's pretend that New York City was closed off and oh my no God. trains, and I'm like, Well, whatever, we would have food, sure. Yeah, Armageddon, there'd be some for canned a while. beans for a while and if as you know, the first thing people in New York do is take all the milk.
2: Exactly. They yeah, bring no tofu. Yeah.
1: Tofu tofu and milk. Yeah. Get it, folks. And uh, some, All of the
2: oat milk and nobody, almond milk.
1: I, I'm sorry. What you do is you grab masa arena. You get all the dried grains. Yeah. In case there's a the thing. Get the dried grains, get the flour, and get the canned beans. Right. That's going to get you through the next, like, you know months.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what other things. I'm thinking now more of like supermarket sweep where they're like running through the supermarket and like, (laughs) look at her! She's got the honey-baked hams and the (laughs) high price, High price. Oh, at $76 (laughs) per (laughs) ham, she has the highest. I would just be like, you know what, I'm gonna fucking eat the shit out of these, bite right into these big hams until the end of days.
1: Well, I guess I would just we were talking about, yeah, I don't know. It's so funny when I, sorry. What I'm saying is that if they closed off New
2: York City. Yeah, we would be goners. Well, so this.
1: Then this is the exciting part. Go
2: yeah. Oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, And I'm back. And you Q- so, Zara. So, uh, hello. So, they have the city start, uh, basically trying to start people out. And if, like in any city, there's not a lot of like farmland. They don't have the capacity to like be growing tons of stuff to feed everyone. So, there's not a lot of animals. They're not producing cheese. As everybody knows, food production and growing happens in the countryside there was not really much difference in 250 years mm-hmm, ago in mm-hmm. 1870. So this is like September 1870. Um, down here on my notes it says Franco-Prussian War 1870. Arrow by boy Napoleon by. Yeah, <laughs> Napoleon. Napoleon. Not the flaky pastry with vanilla no. cream. Mm, mm, not that ice cream with the three different layers, Mm-mm. which is delicious. Oh, no, the short yeah. little motherfucker who gave a complex to all other little short motherfuckers to follow him and yeah, yeah, was yeah. losing this war terribly.
1: Hey, by the way, I'm a short guy and I'm not that you're short. Not I'm not fi- short.
2: I'm five foot seven,
1: five foot nine with Perkins talks.
2: I don't, you don't keep saying you're short. You're yeah, going to give I the people the big, wrong impression because of I you. I have a
1: big personality and a big heart and a <laughs> no.
2: i got a real big heart on my you're not da. short i think a short man is under five foot five
1: true i'm not under five foot you're five. not super and tall you know what? and if i were
2: okay well, yeah it doesn't well, matter you can be short just don't be like angry I, or be angry just why would i sh- ever be angry just why would be-
1: you say that <laughs> why would you even seriously like i'm so angry right now that my cat is sorry just kidding go ahead. <laughs> whitman's like i'm leaving sorry, he, As just you pa- were saying. he just packed his tiny kitty suitcase oh,
2: he had the <laughs> scariest face i've ever seen he's like peace out i don't need this shit i already heard this story now you're yelling um oh so... my god i need that on I'll okay so they this started getting store they started getting mad hungry okay yeah women Watch sparkles it. close your ears so they cooked over 7000 animals that they just had in the city cats, cats. dogs horses and Yeah that's not included in the number is an unknown amount of rats. And so, not only do they cook them, they, in true French form, did everything the most fabulous way it could be done. So, they set up these like butcher shops that were cat and dog butcher shop, cat and dog butcher shop. I guess, like, of all the apprentices learning so quickly. I know. They're like, oh, I've wanted to be a butcher my whole life. Like, thank God. Now we're all starving. I can learn to break down a yeah, cat. Four
1: legged <laughs> creatures are kind of the same.
2: <laughs> I mean, they kind of are. Yeah. But I, uh, I mean, what's the difference really between like a dog and a lamb or a human? Yeah. Okay, so everything's going to complete shit. Uh, no about food. No food. People are kind of pissed. They're trying to make the best of it, but it becomes pretty evident they're all going to die of starvation. <clears throat> so in December, mm-hmm. they decide they're going to stop feeding the zoo animals. Which I would have decided a lot like earlier. I would have been like, "Well, if the zoo animals can eat whatever this pet, you know pet food is, large mm-hmm. animal pet food, why can't we eat it? We're eating rats." I mean, yeah, surely well, we could f-
1: eat some hay. I'm telling you, it's the French, and they had a reason, and there was something, and it could have been religious. It could yeah. have been, oh, well, these zoo animals are created by Noah
2: Yeah, Zark. well, I'm going to tell you. I love Noah's Zark. Oh, Noah Zark.
1: Noah Zark, have you seen his latest <laughs> film? It's his French noir black. Uh, basically, two courses run up a field, and then people die in the spillover. So I'm cr- <laughs>
2: they're, they're like, we are not going to feed these guys anymore. Screw you and zuers. Yeah, they're like, we don't need this anymore. We can't. No one's even working here. Who's even going here? Everyone's starving. They're not like, oh, you know, I'm gonna have like a rat sandwich and then head to the zoo with the family. So, a gentleman by the name of Alexandra Etienne Charon. Oh, the Sharon. the guy who made my Sharona sauce. My sh- uh, not my Sharona sauce. Uh charon sauce, sauce, charon. sauce charon, which, which f- is a Bearnaise with tomato puree yeah, and no tarragon. A, yeah, yeah. Be- um, yeah.
1: Bechamel, whatever. Or, um Bernese. Bernese. A, a Bearnaise. Actually, it's a Bearnaise. Bearnaise. We need the French method sauces. Well, this
2: is this is from this guy. And so he basically was like the Daniel Belloud of uh the time in Paris. Um mm-hmm. He had the fanciest restaurants, white tablecloths, gloved waiters. Sil- crystal and silver, crystal, everything, yes. this and that.
1: Leaded crystal. For too. high society. Yeah, darling. Um, the bourgeois parish. Absolutely. Are darling everywhere,
2: darling. The bourgeois motherfucking Z. I have two more to know if
1: I'll go out to a show.
2: <laughs> Ooh, I love Torchon.
1: Yeah, who doesn't?
2: I love it. Oh, we talked about the torch. It's, I love it. So, anyway, they all had what I picture being like a menu meeting, like when we used to sit around at Brucey and be like, oh, we're going to do a New Year's Eve party. Um, We should do a retro 50s vibe and we'll do fried rice and a pineapple and we'll do lobster thermidor and crazy rat pack mm-hmm. vibes. That's what they were doing, but discussing how to cook the yeah. zoo animals for Christmas. So, <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, go ahead. So they're like, we're going to cook these zoo animals at this fancy restaurant in the most fabulous way possible. They all go around, they start deciding what to do, and not just Christmas Day, but basically for a whole week between Christmas Eve and New Year's. Um, because obviously animals yield quite a bit of meat. Uh, so they're like, All right, listen, we are not going to use the following animals. Lions and tigers, out. Don't know why. Yeah, yeah, I would think bye. you would eat a lion and tiger, maybe too sinuate. Who knows? Monkeys. No, no, no. Absolutely not. They wouldn't eat a monkey. What were you saying? It was in Temple of Doom? Temple of Doom. Where they eat the monkey was brains.
1: The monkey brains. I think yes, the number and they remember they cracked it open and Yes.
2: Scary as a child, that scared me. Although that was
1: that—that's like all I remember from the late from the eighties. Yeah, is that that was don't eat monkey brains? Very
2: scary scene. Then also, I watched Faces of Death with narrated by your mom. You said your mom. My mom would let me go to the video store and rent anything.
1: Hey, honey, uh, pick up a bottle of whiskey. Faces of Death, and there's a joint in. (laughs) We love you, Bobby. Bobby, you're you're amazing.
2: You're a friend of the show. Hands for sure. (laughs) Hands but, off parenting. You, you know were,
1: what? Let her learn.
2: Yeah, she's sure. got to learn somehow. <laughs> she's gonna learn about monkey brains. You know, one day she's gonna have a famous podcast. You and know what? Talk I can all protect
1: her from faces of death, but at the end of the day, she's gonna see those in college anyway. Exactly. So, she's gonna see those in when our president gets voted in. I, even it's happening well. precisely.
2: We, I also watched *Basketball Diaries*, was like my favorite movie when I was in like the fourth grade. I saw *Pulp Fiction* in the theater. Yeah, I, I saw Pet Cemetery nine-
1: and had to run out. I snuck in.
2: <laughs> you snuck in and then you were like immediately regretted yeah, I with it? That was my friend
1: and he told everybody and I was so embarrassed that I didn't know. I didn't even know how to handle it. It was very and scary. And then I just kept, I actually just was honest. Somebody said, We
2: ill, we
1: heard you ran out of Pet Cemetery. I was like, Yeah, that was the scariest, most <laughs> disturbing movie of my life and I'm not ashamed to be afraid of it. <laughs> afraid of an Indian burial ground that brought back a child to life is certainly something I scary. I
2: we can have our own podcast that could be like thirty episodes long, just a, just about Pet Cemetery and all the problems with that film. There was a lot of well, what's that's wrong funny. with that guy. He, you saw that what it did to the cat. You saw what it did to the cat. Why do the same thing to your child? Also, why were the they pe- playing so close to the highway? That just was the rich big thing. family. Like, uh, they're yeah, like, like, oh, like let's play here next they had to the road.
1: Warning things of like, oh hey, like yeah. I don't
2: know. I'm sure kids
1: do stuff.
2: I know, but they like were having a picnic on the highway. That was very odd. I I can't. So, anyway. Why didn't they just put a speed trap there? Why didn't they just play in their own yard or like in a park or at the beach or like anywhere else other than next to like a truck? Lead in highway. There
1: you go. We have episodes one through five laid out for you. (laughs)
2: Unbelievable. (laughs) And each one
1: is worth 50 minutes. I'm
2: trying not to complain too, but if you get me started on a pet cemetery, I just can't stop. All right. So anyway, they wouldn't eat the monkeys because they they said they were too human. Mm -hmm. True dat. That's how uh, outbreak started. Um, One of my greatest fears in life, uh, a a virus gone out of control. And they wouldn't eat the hippos either, which is confusing. What's wrong? What's wrong with hippo
1: Hungry hippo. A hungry hippo. Maybe that's why. They
2: ate the elephants. I'm going to tell you about that next. And essentially, a hippo is just an elephant with a different schnoz and short legs. Yeah. And it's wet. An extra seven. And they, it's well, wet. Well,
1: actually, they are very dense and heavy, I think, hippos. They have gross, a
2: gross set of teeth.
1: Well, and depending on what kind of elephant are, are we, African, Asian, right, et cetera. Right, right.
2: Okay. Well, they didn't eat the hippos. They just let it like starve to death and rot away in whatever gross pond it was sleeping in. Um, so then Castor and Pollux were named after the two sons of Zeus and they were the zoo's most popular animals. Uh, it says here in my notes, Castor and Pollux dash eaten. Mm. Um, so some of the, some <laughs> in of case, the, I forgot what happened. Yeah. They got eaten. Duh. Um, some of the other things they made on this incredibly lavish menu. I'm telling you, they pulled out all stops. They brought out some like vintage Rothschild wine. Like this was a big, uh, oh, BFD, big effing I'm deal.
1: Confused.
2: They just the went for story. it. They're like, we have all this wine that they've been hiding. They have all this stuff. They're used you know what, to living they're, fabulously. They're, they're, they're
1: th- probably like, we're just going to die. They're like, so live for a die,
2: basically. You know? Yolt. Yeah, yolt. They're like, see you in the next lifetime, mm-hmm. y'all. So one of our favorite dishes, you and I, I think, agree on this, uh, that they had on this menu was stuffed donkey head with sardines. Oh, I
1: love, this is, yeah, that's
2: what yeah, inspired you to make that's that That's what inspired sardine. my guacamole. There was also donkey head in it. You probably didn't taste it, though. You don't have a very refined palate.
1: Well, it's just funny because I, it's not that I'm <laughs> a refined palate. I just think that when you add donkey fat, it just sort of absorbs whatever else. It's right. Bad. It's totally. And like, if I were doing it again, I never would have. You would don- have left the donkey yeah. head fat out <laughs> of know. it. Just kind of pointless. But you
2: already said that you really, you and Preston really liked it. So now I feel like you're just bitter.
1: Yeah. Well, you can review my uh, dinner party uh, review. That Your I Google left. review. My Google review of the dinner there party. There was
2: too much donkey hair in that. Um. So anyway, they pulled the hair off the donkey's head with a hot iron. Oh
1: my god. Oh, that's what. We're, so. Yeah,
2: Yeah. well, yes, we'll We'll get back to that. And then they stuck prunes
1: (laughs) in its eyes. We'll get back to the hair iron thing. Yeah, we're going
2: to iron off our hair at the end of this episode. I just want
1: to have a nice, clean sear on my skin when I'm served to the
2: guests. Absolutely, me too. That's right, Um, eye. Prune eyes, they also had things like elephant consomme classic uh elephant (laughs) trunk i mean that is a A uh, you learn that in any culinary classic school it's in the art of french cooking it's on the first page Mm -hmm. um trunk in sauce chasseur um Uh, elephant (laughs) no
1: not charron, but
2: chasseur Chasseur. (laughs) they had elephant bourguignon they had fried camel eat eat your heart out julia exactly (laughs) and martha I bet Martha never made no kangaroos Martha, stew.
1: Martha's probably like, I actually already made three types of elephant bourguignon.
2: She's like, I love making elephant every time on <laughs> safari. I kill an elephant with my bare hands. Well, <laughs> we actually
1: use the old, sick, and tired elephant. So
2: <laughs> um, they made wolf and deer sauce, cat flanked by rats, <laughs> and antelope and truffle sauce. I wonder if that's... Okay, I wonder if that's
1: how the the translation happened like cat flanked in rats right that sounds oh my god that's shocking in english yeah you know how if you ever go to some chinese restaurants have like flushing swirl brown with <laughs> with like feet of chicken you're like with pork liver intestine yeah. and kidney you're like mm. you're like oh wow
2: that's all sounds like it maybe doesn't go together but, but in, let's see how you tie, tie it all in. In. Yeah. in
1: chinese they're like mm, mm. <laughs> it's like saying like I don't know. It sounds like better. It's ash. Yeah,
2: exactly. Every every culture probably sounds better so maybe in their it's own maybe words. Maybe
1: cats flying to rat in uh, French. It probably thing. sounds beautiful. Yes. Uh, le cat-
2: oh, le chat.
1: <laughs> le chat avec un raton. <laughs> I don't even know what rat is. Yeah, I don't know what rat is either. <laughs> le chat avec, <laughs> le, chat
2: avec <laughs> le chat avec raton. <laughs> but anyway, oh, so then pot- they basically gave up after that. Not long after, they surrendered, and then like life kind of went back to normal. But I think it's amazing. <laughs> yada yada yada. The story. Yada yada. Yada yada back. yada. World War One. Blah de blah blah. World War became, Two.
1: French fries became freedom
2: fries, and the rest. French is toast, a- wine, escargot. Here Fra- we are. French Fra- Fra- dressing. French. Fra- Fra- name that movie.
1: <laughs> John Cusack, Better off dead. Oh, I Fra- haven't seen Fra- him so long. A, he had a, a a French foreign exchange. Anyway,
2: I don't think he would have been better off dead. He's very funny. I'm glad he's still alive. Yeah,
1: it was a great... It was a wonderful...
2: Misnomer. Great, Yeah, wonderful groundbreaking movie. No, it's amazing. Um, So that's basically the story. So the point of telling this story is just that it's incredible to me how uh, some people have a determination that goes way beyond anything that's going on around them. And it's kind of like an Auntie Mame, how she lived... In her beautiful, fabulous apartment, and wore these amazing clothes. Even the times like were the hardest, and yep. it's kind of like I don't know. I mean, life. One
1: as, has to remind themselves to be fabulous.
2: Yeah, well, like life gets very, very, very hard sometimes, and very unexpectedly difficult. Like we learned today, we have some friends who are going through a deep tragedy. A very, we
1: can't even re- we No, cannot, we would never we cannot repeat, repeat say it. it and but it's just terrible. A deep, it was deep tragedy. It was a very sad thing, and
2: and. Life just really, really will change on you for the better or for the worse. And not that like, you know, we don't, we're not implying here like, oh, so no matter what happens, be fabulous, but always understand that there's a part of you that can shine when you're ready for it to shine. Yeah. When you're true. ready. If I you
1: are. I guess I was, you know, we've all gone through periods of this and that, the other, you know, 2017, 2019 wasn't my favorite year, but I guess I do have to remind, and I do have to remind myself constantly And just to say, you know what, you know what, let's bring up the uh, bring out your finest champagne glasses and serve some uh, serve some high life in it.
2: Exactly. Who care? Who cares? Absolutely.
1: I mean, look at us. Pacifico, 6 p.m. on a sunny Brooklyn day.
2: We're doing it. I mean, in like in little ways, you know, my when my dad died, my mom and my ex-boyfriend came down to Asheville and then night after my dad died, we went out for like a fabulous meal and we drank sidecars and ate barbecue and remembered him, you know, and, and I'm not in any way implying sometimes the sadness is too great. and You can't do that for months or years even. And that's okay. I, guess, I know it's, it's not
1: crazy. I always say it is sad. You know what? One of my friends, <clears throat> I had a friend die in Chicago. He actually wanted his life goal was to go travel around Southeast Asia mm. and he did it and he fell off the moped and died. Jesus. But, and he was a really fun guy. Great guy. Joe, fabulous guy. And he was such a he was a waiter at the time, and he was the most fun person. He was like, eh. he was always just like, we would go in Chicago Chop House, and he would like pour us the best, most expensive oh, Cabernet, and fun. give us like the magina steaks. And when he died, my friend, I had another friend that was very good friends with him, and he was very, very sad. And I was like, you know, it's true, it is very sad. Uh, loss is a real thing, and but and you can't deny that. But he's always like, you know what, Joe is probably all laughing at us and being like. <laughs> fuck you guys. I'm like, yeah. have a cocktail, calm down. You know, like yeah. if you can sort of listen to that, hopefully if that person that you loved that voice, again, it's sad, but try to live. That's the, that's the voice you're eventually going to hear. Right. Hopefully.
2: And it's so different for everyone. I think whether it's loss of your business, loss of a loved one, loss of a parent, just like loss of a relationship, whatever kind of loss you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. In this case, like just like loss of your day-to-day life in this story of these people in Paris, you know, it's like, maybe I guess sadness can be celebrated in a sense. In or a, it can, Here's the thing. It can be. Honored. Whether or not you do it is personal. You know what I mean? And yeah, if you maybe. don't do it, it, you're not like a shitty person or a failure. Yeah, you're just exactly. a person. But it's possible. True. It's, it is it is. Like, a little tiny flame lives in you. Yeah, there is a tiny flame. And you can nurture it. And if you don't, that's totally fine. But just remember that you can if you're ready and you want to.
1: I like to nurture my sadness flames with uh, nachos and burritos Yeah, when I'm sad. I
2: nurture (laughs) mine with cigarettes and tequila.
1: (laughs) You like to nurture a flame with starvation. You're like, I can't feel any. Yeah. The pit of my stomach feels (laughs) empty. You're like, that's delicious. And I'm like, I was like, this burrito is... Taking all my pain away <gasps> until the next burrito, which is usually right after it. That's funny. Why burrito?
2: Okay, I have a question for you. Now we're going to segue to a little uh, s- segment we like to do here on Life's Banquet called Top Five. Top Five. So, my top five questions for you today, Brett and Scott, Aruni.
1: One, two, three, four, five.
2: Are the top five dishes um, something out of nothing dishes? So, basically, like, um, if you're at home, like something you make, it could be a classic dish, like you know, a peasant okay. dish or something
1: okay. like okay. that. Uh, egg, something like egg sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm like, oh god, I have nothing. I was like, I know you have some bread in the freezer, and I always make an egg sandwich, and I always put spicy sauce on it. Perfect. Put some scallions, you know, you know, mean yeah. scallions, and I'll toast the bread and do something, and I'll. <laughs> I'll just like rub whatever I have on it, you know. i I'll go I'll rub whatever I have on the bread. Yeah. No, you know, like mustard. I'll put it on the bread. Bunch of (laughs) rubber on pervert. (laughs) (laughs) And I put, you know, condiments and Mm -hmm. that's number one. Number two is Oh, this is actually a really good question because I this last week I have been bare bones in my kitchen because I was on vacation. Okay. And I'm trying to get everything into my freezer. And I was, and I didn't have a lot of, I was like, I don't want to spend a bunch of money and whatever. I was like, I'll just eat something. Yeah. Uh, can of beans, but I didn't have a can of beans. Or, I'm sorry. I did have a can of beans, but I made refried beans. And then, a, but what I do, and I'm very fortunate to have Mr. Mango. Yeah. I'll dress it up with some cilantro, scallions. Yeah. And, you know, put some hot, put some hot sauce, vinegar, peppers. Yeah.
2: Like, Delicious.
1: Uh, That's number two. Number three, pot... You know what? Buttered pasta with Parmesan cheese. And if you don't know Parmesan cheese.
2: Spaghetti with butter and cheese. My favorite.
1: If you don't have butter and cheese, then just butter will do.
2: Yeah, just butter and a little water. That's what, how you make mm-hmm. it creamy. That's the secret. Ber-Monte. The kitchen secret.
1: Bermonte. Google it. Look Ber-Monte. it up. It's a real thing. That's number three. Number four is an Adderall and a beer. And no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I <Love> know <laughs> you really said it.
2: Stuck. You said it.
1: I'm just kidding uh that's number number four is i mean if i like a can of tuna
2: i love a can of tuna and then if
1: i don't have mayonnaise i'll use yogurt if i don't have yogurt i'll use oh, mustard I love like,
2: yogurt and tuna one of my favorite some, combos
1: you know pop some almas. there you know go through i'm sure you got something it is true like once you're you realize in your you look through your cabinets and i have a lot yeah and i was trying to think like number four and oh you know what the other day <laughs> quesadillas oh but yeah That am my number five perfect I, I feel like somehow I always have two tortillas, right? Like I'm always like, oh, weird. I have two tortillas, and that's then strange. I, See? It's and then like I have a like magic. a dried, like side of cheddar that's not moldy, <laughs> but it maybe like I left the plas- too dry. I left the pl- I left it out of the plastic yeah. wrap. I know, whatever secrets of the secrets of the rich and famous. Okay. And I'll, you know, once you cook it, it rehydrates, and you yeah. You just put whatever you got. Put some pickles in it. Absolutely. I did something really funny in Florida because <laughs> I wanted a City and I, I remember I had some spicy sauce and yeah. I found some, like a, I found like one mushroom and Preston didn't like, oh, I put brie in it, brie cheese.
2: Oh, okay. Well, it's
1: we, brie cheese gets weird. I think it a, would be good. I ate the whole.
2: What else do you put in? A pickle and a mushroom?
1: Some, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. There's a pickle and, and a mushroom? Sp- and some scallions.
2: what don't you put scallions in you are you working for big scallions scallions
1: are they're anti-cancer they're very good for you
2: I love a scallion I like all all right ready
1: top five go um
2: okay so my top five things of something make something out of nothing is what I call like a crunch bowl which would be I always have like nuts in my house and I always have something pickly Mm. so a crunch bowl for me would be like nuts and pickles and some like herbs baseline maybe like some yogurt Mm. But it's a savory crunch. Yeah, so like nuts. My mind kind of nuts went sweet. No, no nuts, pickles, maybe tuna fish, but it's always like nuts and something pickly, some oil. It's the herbs, (laughs) and I eat it with. It's like this.
1: It's like savory muesli. Exactly. With pickles and fish. Exactly. Delicious. And I'll always (laughs)
2: just eat it with a spoon, and that's like something like really quick. Um, in general, I think one of my favorite make something out of Mm. nothing dishes is panzanella. Oh, that's a good, you know what, good one. Yeah, if you just have, because most of us like who like to cook always have like bread in the freezer. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you have a dinner party and you're like, oh, I didn't finish the bread. Don't throw it out, people. Don't throw it out. Put it in
1: a freezer bag put and it put freezer. it in the freezer.
2: And then you can make panzanella. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same vein, I guess number three uh, as panzanella is ribollita. Oh, yeah. I there love a ribollita bread soup, Tuscan bread soup. It's delicious. Very,
1: very Italian. Very, yeah.
2: and Delicious. Um... I guess something else that I really love would be like a cold noodle salad or like any kind. Cold like I usually have salad, yeah. like mung bean threads in my house yeah. or soba noodles. But I even if you just mung bean threads. I always have mung bean threads <laughs> because they're good I and so fresh ramen and I usually have um, mung. I'm paleo, so I'm, d- I'm not paleo, but I do have mung bean threads. I'm keto
1: paleo, uh, no decaf, double quad, soy foam, latte. I'm sorry,
2: a mung bean thread is delicious. Great texture. They're it's, gooey and slippery. You don't even
1: have to. Oh, you do have to cook them. You just you have to you cook like soak them. Soak them. Yeah, just soak them. They're I delicious. Mine. They get.
2: I cook them too. If you just soak them, they can really be too tough.
1: They're super carby, but they do have some protein. Yeah, they're you know, great. Whatever. They're good. I always feel good when I eat them.
2: I think they're delicious. So like mung bean threads with like just some like ponzu sauce and I don't know maybe a little almond butter or something. Um and then I guess my last make something out of nothing. Oh. I always make, like, um, like a can of, like, white beans, tomatoes, onions with a little bit of butter and, like, maybe some basil and lemon.
1: Put some butter in it. That's, it is like, true. the best. Put some butter in it. Last night, I had a friend coming over for dinner, and I was like, oh, God, oh, God, I have no food. I didn't plan. Of course, I didn't plan because I didn't plan. And I was like, oh, God, oh,
2: I have, oh how embarrassing. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> picturing you running around the house actually doing that.
1: I know. Yeah. There's my 21 days of no complaining. Oh, God. I'm like <laughs> nagging. I'm like my own nag. You're nagging oh, yourself? Oh, come on. What's <laughs> you, what did you do it this time?
2: Take out the trash,
1: Bretton. And I was like, well, I guess I do have some uh, roasted tomato soup that I made back in January in the freezer. I was like, those are an individual. And I did. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, who is this organized person? I Yum. popped it in, the, in a pot in the oven. Amazing. Walked to Whole Foods, decided the line was too long. I mean, they got to do something about that if you're listening, Fort Green Whole Foods. And then I had some of that leftover marble rye uh, in the freezer.
2: Seinfeldian. There
1: goes that cheese again. Yeah. And I was like, there you go. A
2: little bit of that crusty cheese.
1: And it It tur- It was. It looked good. I was like, oh, my God, it looked like I knew what it could.
2: I mean, you posted a picture of it on Instagram, and I was drooling.
1: It was delicious. Okay, it was number, you're on the- number four.
2: Oh, write, that right? was it. I think I did five. <laughs> I said the bean thing. I said the mung bean threads. Okay. I said a crunch bowl. I like bowl. how we're checking your work. I said, <laughs> you have like, I said a crunch bowl. <laughs> I said panzanella and ribolita. Five. Fine.
1: Whatever. Those are my Who's my count?
2: five favorites. Who's counting anyway? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> so the next segment that we do here is called The Chef Recommends, in which we do the a, like, a shitty recommend. millennial impression. About what we the chef would recommend. There are bread and butter. What the chef would recommend. The actually, chef... it's
1: so funny because this is actually early 2000s. Like, um,
2: chef recommends that you
1: don't shave the Parmesan on.
2: <laughs> chef recommends uh, that you just like, make no substitutions. Chef recommends that totally... you eat
1: the raw chicken. It's just it's a better texture.
2: It's really funny because in menu meetings that I would give, I would always be like, okay, so please tell them that the kitchen recommends the <laughs> same thing. <laughs> you hate pretentious your, asshole. You hate yourself. I hate you, Zara. You suck um that so is it
1: true though where would we have gotten without people recommending
2: absolutely putting you know their what? foot down chef, and being like no we're not chef just, recommends you try diner. the orange
1: wine with this. absolutely who i'm so you know what Right, because i work at this restaurant part-time i manage this fabulous restaurant which i won't say but uh it i heard a customer the other day say
2: oh do you have any
1: orange wine yeah. and i thought you know what 10 years ago, nobody... You didn't randomly hear orange wine. No.
2: I mean, I remember when we opened Brucey, we had a ton of orange wines on our list that we had... And that was kind of becoming a thing at that point. No one had... And we had explained to every single yeah, person in what 2007,
1: that was. 2007? I, I didn't know what orange yeah. wine was. Actually, they had it at... um they had it at a really good place back in the day. I don't remember what it in was. In case but. anyone
2: out there is listening doesn't know what orange wine is, it's just a wine that's made with white grapes that are left to ferment on the skins, like left red, red, red grapes. Left to ferment on the
1: skins, and so the color becomes yep. slightly orange. Yeah, and
2: the wine is tannic.
1: Tannic. has a na- It's natural tasting, whatever yeah. that means to anybody, but it's delicious. It's delicious.
2: It's fun. It's yep. different. Awesome. There's some amazing, nat- uh, amazing Orange wines out there. So today, my chef recommends question is tips for making a cheap dinner party because you know, we just listened to the thing about where people ate zoo animals for a party. So it could be either be cheap or just like a creative dinner party.
1: Okay, well, I resourceful. Remember, remember a long time when I was like, make a giant hamburger. Yeah, I think that's amazing. That would be fun. A giant hamburger is amazing. (laughs) My very first thing in the very first, I was like, Well, I said, if I want it to be unique, well, not that everything has to be unique and different because it doesn't, but if you said, oh, I want to put a little twist on it. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I'll do burgers. And I'm like, oh, I'll make a giant hamburger. And you don't even have to get, I decided, remember I was like, oh, I'll make some bread and I'll put some dough in it. Screw that. I bet somebody's got a round bull and a bull is- A a, big ass bull. Yeah, big ass bull. One big bull. One big round bread and you just cut out, you take some of the bread out of the middle and you make- you toast it, yeah. butter it, and then put a giant... You would just bake a giant patty of meat in a... That sounds amazing. In a cast iron pan. Yeah. And then you would slice it like a pie. burger pie. It's a thing, folks. Burger pie. It's that's everywhere. Be,
2: I, I'm telling you right now, people are going to hear this. Guaranteed large format burgers are going to start showing up on menus. You heard it here first. We have a trademark. Think David about Chang. that. If
1: you buttered the bread and took that down and layered it and had like it would be like one of those Italian stuffed things yeah like a muffaletta but like with a, a burger inside in the form of a slice
2: a burger muffaletta oh my god with like a ton that of sounds amazing but it would like a stuffed pizza you need like a giant brioche because a boule would be like two or you know what else you could do I, that's what I was said if you took the bread out of the middle oh right but I still feel like it would be like crunchy I would a think a brioche
1: would be really nice a
2: brioche would be delicious or like if you have an Italian bakery near you like going and getting like a big Italian, Italian bread bread because uh, they make those big round Italian breads
1: <laughs> round Italian breads and they're soft, and they're soft. bread they're and we always eat it and we always say what is this it's bread it's just I don't even want to and know. it's fun
2: it's just bleached bleached ass white flour it's delicious bleached and brownied yeah it. it's yeah, good though exactly so that, I don't know. I think a, that's a fun one. And like what? Like sheet, sheet tray, like oven fries? Sheet tray oven fries or sheet tray nachos. Remember when yeah. we said that?
1: Oh, I mean, burger that's a, that's and an like order. sheet tray nachos. You know what else is actually a good one if you have a little bit of time and what? you have a good store? Is, and I did this once a couple of years ago, is mussels.
2: Oh yeah, that's good. They're affordable. And
1: if, you, if you get affordable mussels, and I'm not kidding, you can feed six, eight people for 10 bucks. Yeah. And you get a can of beer. You get a can of Budweiser yeah. and you pour the mussels in a pot. You almost can't overcut. like No, that's totally true. And you throw some, you know what mean, And then garlic, like some
2: like, yeah, you just have parsley like Parsley and some garlic and some lemon. Right, of course. Just make like delicious like put, like giant pot of mussels and then have like Clam bread. People style. just like tear off like baguettes and like dunk and everybody them Everybody has in. mussels
1: and everybody is like, oh my God, you're such a good cook. And yeah. Like all you did is put, put, uh <laughs> put <a> poisson <puzzle. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Put feed de poisson in um yeah. in the pot and push on the hot. Yeah, high. yeah uh-huh. it's easy. Yeah, gas number four.
2: No, that's a good idea. I there's think there's all kinds of fun stuff. I think for like a good cheap dinner party, I think a chili party is super fun. Chili party, a chili party, and you have fixins. I love Get the fixins. fixins.
1: That's chili and soup. Is I love all fixins. About everybody, the fixins. and like
2: you know what I noticed the other day when we had that dinner party. Most of the time when I have a dinner party, I am so. Like fixated on making sure that like everything is perfect. I pull down all the good china. I make sure everything goes together. Oh no, we're having this and this. But the other day we just had pizza shop salad. Mary made barbecued ribs. We had fettuccine alfredo. There was like a random lasagna on the table that kind of made no sense, but we had it. I
1: stuffed the cannolis at the table. You
2: stuffed the cannolis at the table. We had of paper plates, which you and I got in a fight about. Zara and I, okay. We had Zara and I got in a fight of paper plates, but
1: at the end of the meal, I was like, "How, Jerry." I was such a bitch. I was like, I can't believe I'm coming over to somebody's dinner party and they have <laughs> glass behind them and they're serving me in paper plates. I was disgusted. And then at the end, I was so, remember how tired I was? Yeah. I was so tired and I, didn't want I to always like to help people do dishes and Preston looks at me. He goes, paper plates are looking pretty, uh, pretty I know. nice right well, now. Well, because and the I go, reason was uh, we had
2: to wash the plates before we use them. They were... And after. They had just gotten out of storage.
1: They were... Re- exactly.
2: And I bought the paper plates because I thought we were going to be 15 when we were only seven.
1: Anyway. And they were recyclable. Exactly.
2: And- Sometimes... But what my point is, I'm trying to make, is that, like, I had a lot of fun the other day with everything being a hodgepodge, not caring so much about the perfect this or the perfect that, and we had, like, all this, like, random kind of, like, lowbrow food, and then, like, Becky bought the Frank Cornelison Contadino and we had a bottle of Radicon, and we had a bottle of like Gutarlo like 2010 Primitivo. I
1: wasn't drinking. So I had a Campari and seltzer oh. at my dinner. I was like, darling. I, I
2: know. know I was shocked. It was like something's deeply wrong with bread. I was, I was sick. Yeah. You were a sick. True thing. I didn't want to smoke pot or drink. I know so weird. But I just think like that's fun. So for a chili party, like, I don't know, chili with all the fixins, and like a couple bottles of champagne and like a bucket of beer, <laughs> whatever. Like just a low dinner beer, party, yeah, just never But save the money. Just make a pot of chili, grate up some cheese, dice an onion and a tomato and a jalapeno and some shredded iceberg lettuce, and then ball out and get some fun champagne, and then get beer for after everyone. But anyway, so that's yeah, we'll what a, I recommend. We'll a,
1: one of these days we'll have a call, and where you guys can call and ask us questions because I think it is it's fun. It I love fun. it's Trading. actually more. It's also fun to look, to tell somebody else.
2: I know, because then you're like, I get stressed out. I'm uh, like, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Um, but that, you know, that's what, uh, I think we recommend. So what are your shout outs this week for places that you like? Mm,
1: shout outs. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, you know what? Since I was in Florida, uh, we ate at this really wonderful, uh, taco joint, which I'm going to mm. put on. I can't remember the name right now. I, I started on my, it's, I, it was so good. I started on my Google maps and they had these wonderful quesadillas. And I always think, oh, Florida's more Cuban, South Florida. Yeah. Yeah. More Cuban. They have a lot of Puerto Ricans, so there's right. not too much really good Mexican food. But this place is really good. Uh, and I'm trying to think here. What I really, what did I have since I came back?
2: Oh, they. well, we can't talk about what <laughs> about where you work. On oh every, no, we not Every yeah, that single would be nepotism. I know. On every single episode, we're always shouting it out.
1: Though we said it before. And what did you? What anything that you had? Yeah.
2: Um, I had a couple of things that I thought were really good. What were they? Oh, okay. I got it. So I think my sh- my shout out this week is to a place that I have frequented a lot in the past. Yes, um, yeah, I went yeah. in there the other night not to eat, but just to drink. Um, after like the Chez after party, we went to Achilles' heel in Greenpoint, which is really I think the Achilles best bar. Hill, yeah. It's they the have best that, bar. They have that
1: beautiful fireplace. It's so
2: chill, and in the back. I just want to shout out Dazzy, who's the executive chef there. A young, beautiful woman who is running that kitchen small kitchen making really nice food we didn't eat but i've had her food before and she's just very like lovely and charming and i you know i am reluctant about like women chefs because it should be just like less of a big deal yeah yeah Uh, you know like not such a novelty but um always happy to give a high five to like women in the industry so high five to desi mm, and achilles heel where, hey. great great uh great vibes in that place nice natural wine um super good vibes and also caputo's in my neighborhood both of them caputo's, the caputo's that's bakery and the caputo's uh we love
1: both of them we shop yeah their ricotta is delicious the in ricotta fact, gonna, was top notch i kept that ricotta and i think i told you i kept it in that in that thing i'm going to scoop it right into my mouth
2: yeah i'm gonna make my friend there's leftover and leftover mozzarella i'm gonna make my friend kira who's uh the gm over a prime Meats a thank you lasagna because she's always very nice about um getting me a reservation That's right. a Thank you, <laughs> <So, to> lasagna. <laughs> this will air after she's already got it that is So a, it's not you a spoiler know what? we're gonna end that on that this yeah.
1: week and i always i always say this to myself because i used to do it more i don't know what happened the last couple of years i just you say know it what? with a
2: lasagna I
1: got a little lazy, but I used to be, I was the biggest, I would bake something and bring it to my bartenders. I was like, I don't care if they eat it. Yeah. You bring something to a restaurant staff. If you go, maybe you're not, you don't work in the restaurant industry, but you go with something, home, you know, test it first, make sure it's delicious. But even but of the course. gesture, bringing yeah. somebody fresh cookies. I remember Dory Greenspan always says that. She says, bring somebody fresh cookies.
2: Of course she says that. She has cookies coming out of her ears. Yeah. She
1: can't stop making She cookies.
2: bakes them in her sleep. How does she stay so thin?
1: She doesn't eat them. Really? I don't know. I think she vomits them out. Come on. Just kidding. Sorry. She does. She Dory, she if you're like, listening, she, he's kidding. She's French. They have. They take like a nibble and they're like, mm, yummy. I have enjoyed the flavor. now I like, And then I'll give it to my friends. Yeah, exactly. That's why they do
2: it. I guess they do the same give thing. It. If I bake something, like even when we had that dinner party the other night, there's like leftover fettuccine okay. Alfredo. I was like, there is no possible way I'm keeping this in my house. No, you have to give it away. You must. And I, we, for those of us that love to cook, I love to ha- make,
1: yes, sometimes I freeze stuff and yeah. But, or, you know, drop it off a homeless shoulder. I don't know if you got those, but. Yeah. Something. You got to give it away. But yeah, give okay. gifts to people. Well,
2: let's get to gift giving right now. You
1: know what? I'm going to make those blueberry muffins, I promise. Okay. you. Okay, and then
2: we can bring them to Marty while I uh, drink martinis. And I'm going to drink martinis. Okay. <laughs> Martini. Bye, everyone. We love you. Sparkle. See women. you next week on Life's a Banquet, the podcast. Bye. Hi, hi, hi. All of our episodes are recorded right here at Studio 54 at the heart of Fort Greene, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Our rock star award-winning sound editor and producer is Christine Farrell. I'm Zara Tangora.
1: And I'm Bretton Scott. And we'll see
2: you next time. Thanks for listening.